Welcome to the Modernize or Die podcast, conference edition. In this podcast, we spotlight upcoming Cold Fusion conferences and talk to organizers, workshop trainers, and speakers to uncover all the information you and your company needs to decide what conferences and workshops to attend and what sessions you need to see. Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast Conference Edition. And this week's episode, we're going to be talking to Luis Mahano and Eric Peterson about their workshop coming up at Into the Box 2022 on async programming and scheduling. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. How are you, Gavin? Pretty good. I was waiting for an async joke here or something. <laughs> uh, Eric is waiting to be completed. Hold on. Good. Good. How are you doing, Gavin? <laughs> there we go. There you go. There you go. See? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't planned. I just knew they were going to do something. <laughs> so async programming and scheduling. So uh, everybody knows about uh, about that and uh, how much pain it causes. So um, so who's the audience for this workshop? You guys want to tell me who you think would be good for this workshop? Uh, sure. Shall we, uh, should I start, Eric? Or do you want to start? Do you want to tag team this guy? You start. I'll be the then. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, for this workshop, these are developers that are interested in uh, working with asynchronous and parallel constructs, but also task scheduling. We think that is uh, important. We want to cover all those three areas in our workshop. And they must uh, definitely have a, at least worked with CoFusion for quite a while and have some advanced knowledge on it. Uh, this is definitely not a intro uh, you know, if you started working with Cold Fusion, this might not be the course for you. This is definitely more advanced and complex uh, constructs that require at least some experience under your belt. I'll let Eric do the then on the next paragraph. There. <laughs> yeah, so you might have used CF Thread, or if you're lucky, you've used Run Async. Uh, both of them have some basic asynchronous workflows and powers in them but you've probably run into situations where you wish it was more flexible easier to thread multiple things at once uh, maybe you are wishing that you had something kind of like promises in javascript but over in cfml um, those examples that we said before they work great for some small things but as soon as you try to I, for me, the canonical example was when I wanted to thread multiple things and wait for them all to finish. Like in, in JavaScript, I do a promise all, throw them all out there, and at the end, I get it back, right? But um, <laughs> it doesn't work that way in CF thread. <laughs> you end up like, my favorite is you create the thread names, and I'm like, I don't care what the name is. Just like do it. But instead, I'm juggling this array of thread names, trying to make sure all of them are finished. And it, it gets... It is confusing. It can make you run away. Um, it's like so. that, like that, like that uh, commercial, you know, or when you're in, or you're near a car, right? And you're like, "Are we there yet? Are we there yet?" So basically, you keep asking for all these threats. Are you done yet? Are you done yet? So for me, like, see a thread made me not want to ever do async. So <laughs> I would say that. While the audience is definitely, you have some CFML under your belt. You're, you know, a um, you have some advanced experience there. It doesn't mean that you know a lot about CF Thread. In fact, that might help you here because we're not going to teach you CF Thread. We're going to mm -hmm. teach you some higher concepts that are more, both more flexible and easier to understand at the same time. So, 
Yeah, I yeah. think the requirement is mostly when we say advanced, it's like you've worked with components, you've worked with closures, you know what a closure is, right? Or lambdas, right? That we're with, because we're going to be working with those, right? And uh, if you have even Java knowledge, that's a bonus. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Well, that sounds pretty good. I mean, I was going to say, like, to be honest, uh, those people that are scared to use CFThread might actually be better off doing this workshop because it's going to be easier. So uh, I like the way you finished that one. So why should someone take this workshop? Obviously, you found the person who should be, uh, you know, the audience, but why should they take it? Well, there's just there's so many th programming tasks that lend itself to uh, being asynchronous. Uh, something as simple as if you've ever sent an email in your in your request workflow, the user doesn't need to wait for your email to send, but you use that CF mail bag and it's blocking, right? It waits until the mail gets spooled up and sent. If you're sending hundreds of emails, that can take a couple seconds. Um, to even more complex things with, you know, running background tasks as we've talked about on the schedule or processing data in parallel so it goes quicker. There's just many tasks that it lends itself to, uh, but it's not easy. It takes uh, some new concepts. It takes practice. The debugging and logging is different than it is when you can just write dump and abort. So you need some new tools in your, your tool belt in order to really get into async programming and not, you know, quit out of frustration. And so you should take our workshop because we've <laughs> both developed the tools and gone through the headaches so we can give you the where to avoid and what to watch out for as well as tools that make that job easier yeah and like eric said i think the synchronous world is basically like the brave new world right um having things that are non-blocking or nio right it's kind of the new trend right we don't want to be waiting for stuff right we're kind of impatient all the time uh, we want to make sure that we're we're basically sending things to be done and worked for, and then we get callbacks, right? So, so I think that's the important thing is that you know every single language has been moving towards concurrency, right? And we're here, right? Uh, the second port, the second then for me is scheduling uh, tasks, right? I think that this has been a point of soreness in any language. This is not only in Cofusion. This is any language, Ruby, Groovy. Right, Kotlin, straight up Java, every single language has an issue on how to deal with scheduled tasks, right? Uh, where are they gonna execute, right? Are these gonna be cron jobs, right? Are these gonna be the Windows task scheduler? Are you gonna be putting them in the Cofusion engine like we do, right? Uh, Jenkins, GitLab, right? Uh, GitHub Actions, right? That this goes on and on and on, and uh, it gets tricky, right? Uh, you have to adhere to those constructs and those parameters so what we wanted to do in, in, in Coalbox is to demystify all that, right? So the, the, the scheduling tasks in the asynchronous package, right, really offers a, a, a fresh and a programmatic and I would say a fluent, uh, chainable, and Eric keeps adding adjectives and adjectives to it. But it, it is. It's like a, a human approach, basically, to scheduling tasks uh, for your server, right, or multi-server, right? But I think the, the most important part is that your scheduled tasks will become portable, will be contestable and you will gain some sanity. I think those are the three uh, most important things that we want to cover is how we can bring that uh, to scheduling tasks, right? We have been working really in a limited capacity with scheduled tasks in, in the Cofusion world. Um, and we have seen people even remove the scheduled tasks from the Cofusion engine because of these uh, constraints, right? So in this case, we want to bring 
uh, all that into your application so it can be source controlled, like I said, portable, testable, which is really important, right? Automatedly testable, right? And that will give you some sanity. Yeah. Well, that sounds great. So obviously you've thrown out a few buzzwords and everything else, but uh, what else will this <laughs> workshop cover? So we'll take people through the terminology that is used in async programming, which will be a good foundation to jump off on. We're going to show everything from the simple examples of how to run a small piece of code asynchronously, waiting for asynchronous code to finish. We'll talk about asynchronous pipelines which is a way to take the result of one asynchronous operation and continue to perform others or to transform it in some way, all in that non-blocking flow. Um, we're going to talk about this in the context of Coldbox Futures, which besides the name Coldbox, it can be used with any application with Wirebox. So Coldbox optional here. Um, we'll go over how to deal with exceptions and debug these things because again it takes some new tools to deal with that running tasks in parallel we'll talk about scheduled tasks all the the life cycle events around there which is probably my favorite thing about scheduled tasks and um some bonus things as well that will come up like queuing or um some even more crazy advanced pipelines so lots of cool stuff in there um my favorite thing about workshops is going to be lots of exercises. The way to figure this out is to get into the code, to see it in action, to see how asynchronous things come back, to debug them, and we'll do it all as a group so we don't get lost. Yeah, that's that's very important for sure. So, Luis, what type of prerequisites do we see uh, needing for this workshop? Uh, well, uh, the, pretty much everything will be done in script. So uh, obviously your familiarity with script is important. Um, when I mentioned that band CFML, this is mostly the ability that you have been creating components, right? That you have been uh, working with closures, uh, that you've actually worked with annotations in Cofusion or extra metadata for functions and components. And uh, for us, we added a, a third fun one in it's if you've ever been bitten or you want to avoid to be bitten by CFThread or run a sync, then those are prerequisites. Very cool. So it sounds like they're going to have a lot of, lot of action-packed, hands-on, brain-throbbing uh, knowledge being dumped on them. But uh, what will people leave this workshop with? Well, first off, uh, with the brain-throbbing work that we'll be doing, we'll have a free supply of Advil. Uh, for, anybody, <laughs> for anybody who needs it. <laughs> and vitamins. I'm taking vitamin B complex. Um, but, you know, you're going to learn some, you're going to gain some hard-learned lessons uh, of the Ortis team without any of the battle scars or crying in the corner. <laughs> so that's a big one. You know, those debugging skills, how to structure the async code, do this, not that kind of thing. Um, and a good foundation on when to use async tasks and how to perform them in, in uh, Coldbox slash Wirebox application. Yeah, I think it's important that you're going to be learning about a new tool. So it's not like we're going to be giving you solutions. We're going to be giving you patterns for you to apply to your own problems, right? Um, so it'll be a whole new set of skill sets that you're going to be developing. Um, and you're going to be looking at code that you've probably written already and you're going to be like, oh maybe i can actually take this to another level and asynchronize it now you know we'll talk about the cautions of it 
because obviously when you have something like this that's so easy to create things in parallel, you would want to do everything in parallel, right? And uh, then that comes into a whole set of pain as well. So uh, we'll try to, to cover that as well in, in, our, in, our, in our workshop. So you'll leave with that knowledge of, hey, I learned a new skill set. I have a, you know, a, a few new tools that I can work with. How can I apply them to my actual day-to-day? Very cool. So anything else that you guys want to cover? Did we miss anything that you think that they all need to know? Obviously, we'll send out an email before the workshop with some prerequisites. Make sure they got the right stuff installed on their machine. You know, the basics will be there. Make sure your computer can install, uh, you know, certain things. Uh, people who come with lockdown laptops who have nothing installed are, are not going to get the same out of the, the workshop. So we'll, we'll do all that. But is there anything else you can think of before we uh, wrap up this interview here? No Windows 95 computers, please. <laughs> no IE 11. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep, celebrating um, that. I, I would say if you are wanting to push yourself and push your knowledge, not just of CFML programming, but programming in general, this is going to be the workshop for you. I, I think I'm right in saying I'd hope the other workshops would agree with this. This is probably one of, if not the most advanced workshop, we'll be giving it into the box this year. So this is definitely a place where you can come learn a lot, add a lot of tools to your tool belt, and uh, be excited to go take that back to your applications. Yep, yeah, and I totally agree with Eric. Yeah, yeah. The, the, these are, in all reality, the, building this asynchronous package, just to give you a little history here, has taken years, re, really years to develop. Um, to finally get it to work, we can use it in production. Um, years of research with Brad on how to actually make everything work in CFML asynchronous without depending on the CFML engine vendors um, and actually tapping into the JDK to do this. So um, we have really done a lot of research um, into how actually it works in Java, right? Because we actually had to do it in, first in Java, right? Um, and then kind of bringing it to a dynamic language and how we can actually make it easier for developers, which is the mantra of CFML, right? How do we make hard things easy? And uh, so we've definitely put a lot of, of effort into it. And uh, it's it's definitely a, a challenge for sure. Uh, even building this has, has pushed me, I would say, many years into the future as becoming a better developer because of learning uh, of all these new things in, in the language. So. Uh, even if you just want to improve yourself as a developer, you know, come and take this workshop. Yeah, it sounds like a great workshop. Unfortunately, I'll be teaching one at the same time, so I won't be able to attend. But I know we've got quite a few people signing up already. And the good thing about Otis Workshops is it's, you know, hands-on with two great trainers. Uh, and you get, you know, a small class size. So you really get the dedication and attention of those trainers. So remember, uh, early bird tickets are ending June 31st. So go grab your ticket, save some money and, uh, you know, sign up for this workshop. Um, and yeah, be one of the first ones to take this new workshop too, because these things are just being added to cold box in the recent version. So, uh, you know, this is new and you're going to be a hit of the crowd, um, sort of going and doing this workshop. So, so Gavin, is that early bird ending? july 31st or oh, june 30th june 30th sorry yeah i was okay. thinking <laughs> july 1st the prices go up so yeah june 30th you're right <laughs> okay See, asynchronous 
<laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, but yep, it's uh, a lot of good stuff going on. It sounds like a great workshop. And uh, yeah, you have two awesome trainers. So if you guys are interested, go sign up into the box.org. And um, yeah, we'll see you all into the box in September. Thanks for having uh, you guys come on in and tell us all about it. So thank you. All right. Thank you, Kevin. Have a good one, everybody. Bye-bye. Show notes for this episode can be found on conference.modernizerdie.io, where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have a link to YouTube playlist to find more videos just like this. Music from this podcast are used under a royalty-free license from sound.com and bluetreeaudio.com.